0: The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network. Now on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. This is the Bears Coaches Show with Bears Head Coach Matt Nagy, the coaching staff, and Bears Management. The Bears Coaches Show is brought to you by Whippley CBA's and Consultants, and sponsored by Advocate Healthcare, Hilton, and the Village of Bedford Park. Now from Hallis Hall, here's the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak. And a pleasant Good evening, everybody,
1: and welcome into another edition of the Bears Coaches Show. Brought to you by Whippley Financial Advisors. A proud Partner with the Chicago Bears here for the next hour, talking Bears football. And good evening, Coach Matt Nagy. How you, How you doing? doing? Good. How are you doing? Okay. We'll hear from Vic Fangio later on in the program. Uh, let's talk things over about yesterday and look ahead because uh, there's going to be so much focus this week. You're going to be hands full. Uh, quieting all the masses about this game aren't you a little bit
2: yeah Coming but that's, that's okay you know our, our guys uh talking about yesterday um you know that was, was a tough one for us but i, I appreciate the guys battle until the end and and uh sometimes you have those type of games so we uh we lost the turnover battle and uh we we're a little inconsistent throughout the game but uh overall our guys will learn from it we'll grow from it get better from and get ready for this week uh what are your points of emphasis uh from that game to your guys when you get them together tomorrow well, ball security number one is you. Uh, you got to protect the football, and uh, when it's wet out, you really got to focus in on that. Uh, and then just, um, I think just being a little bit more consistent in our play throughout, from start to finish. You know, um, starting a game there, the second play with a pick six isn't isn't how you want to start it. But then, you know, with that happening, I thought the guys kept their composure throughout and uh, figured, figured out a way in the end to battle till the very end and give us a chance to win.
1: Because there was all sorts of things that happened right away, whether it be the, the kickoff muff to the interception you said there, uh, all, all sorts of things just not settling in. Was your job different yesterday out of all the games you had this season? How were you working the sidelines and working the, working the fellas?
2: Yeah, it, it – it, um... It was a little different, um, but nothing too crazy. You know, uh, the, like I said, the biggest thing is once there is that turnover early in a pick six, um, the nice thing is that, you know, you have the whole rest of the game to, to regroup and it's only, you know, it's seven nothing. And that's what I like about our guys is, you know, we, we, uh, we, we had a couple three and outs offensively. Defensively in the first half, the guys were playing really well, forcing a lot of punts and, uh, you know, had good field position. And so that that part was good. Um, And then we got into the second half, and that's where I thought – you know, we started out um, giving up a touchdown there that first drive, and then they got a touchdown on the next drive. And there just wasn't much rhythm on offense. And and uh, But we we did enough in the end, had a good day on special teams, and, uh, you know, came down to that fourth down in overtime.
1: Everything had to go exactly right for that even to be a possibility. Uh, it, it does uh, give you another teaching point to your guys, though, that anything is possible. I think you even touched on that a little bit. Uh, but, you know... Onside kicks, I think that's on the seventh all year in the league recovered.
2: Yeah. So yeah. your odds were against you. Sure. You know. No, it was. And, and, and um, yeah, I think it's below 30% chance of, of getting that. But that's why you do it. That's why you have it. And, and uh, uh, our guys executed it to perfection. And when that happens now, now you get the ball, you got a chance to go down and score.
1: You know, I, I know we were talking about it because it's it's that temptation. You're right by the end zone and you go for the field goal instead. Yeah.
2: So you you know is that a temptation? Yeah it is. Well, when it's a temptation is when you're that close. Yeah. Uh, and because you're you're right there and you know really the right the right move is to kick the field goal. You have to get points because if you don't score it's game over. So we went ahead and and uh, got the points and we felt like with the amount of time that was left on the clock we could go ahead and still kick the field goal get the points and then just try for that onside kick. We got it and then we you could see right there that we. Uh, you know guys caught the ball they got out of bounds that was a big throw and catch by uh by chase and, and Tariq there down the sideline and then ultimately got a pass interference and then had the uh, the, the touchdown play Yeah,
1: the clock was working yeah. in your favor it was it was plenty of time
2: yeah it plenty was of time. and the, the guys did the credit to to the guys on offense for uh for executing that it's not easy and there's a lot of things that can happen a lot of things that go on and uh i thought they did a great job with that
1: how do you maintain your calm as a play caller in those moments
2: Well, that's what you have to do is you have to remind yourself to just stay calm. There's a lot of things that are going on outside of you. You can hear all the noise. You can hear the excitement. You can feel the excitement. But I have to stay composed and make sure. And that's why uh, if you do it the right way, you try to prepare days ahead of time or the night before. You play those type of situations. What if? What if? What if? And so that when when you are presented with an opportunity to make a call, you can at least get close or try to get close to those situations.
1: Now don't jump on me. But you literally go through all those very specific scenarios. You play call for every single possible scenario.
2: No, no, oh. not every single one, but a lot of them are are more um You know, fourth down and then with a particular distance, that's where you get into your when you know you don't have another call. Uh, It's either fourth down or nothing. So you try to play those out and then you got to play it out too where you're out in the field. So that's where I'm saying if if you have if you're at the it's fourth and goal from the 15 yard line, that's hard. That's one of the hardest play calls in football. If it's fourth and goal from the two yard line, that's a little easier um, because you're closer. Uh, if it's a two-point play, uh, is what what has happened throughout the game? Have you shown, you know, it's easy to sit there and say, well, you got the whole play call sheet to call this play, um, but now you're at the end of the game. You've already run that play, so what's the next one, right? What's, what's, what's play B and play C? And so uh, that's where you start playing around with some of the choices. How often, and maybe you don't want to talk about it, but how often do you, if a
1: play is working— you trusted to keep on working and how many times do you call the same play over and over
2: again? yeah no there's there's some coaches that, that won't repeat a play um, or maybe they'll change a personnel or slightly change a formation uh, and and so for me I think it's more of an opinion on, on where you're coming from who's running the play I'm okay with repeating plays I probably don't do it as much as some but uh, but I, I certainly think that in the game if you feel like you're, you're feeling good we repeat we repeated plays yesterday. Uh, and so, and, and if they're working, then why not keep testing it, right? I think it's your fiduciary responsibility, and that, that's what we do sometimes. It
1: must get, uh, give you some um, respect for those that came before you in league history because, uh, you know, you think of the great teams, and they knew it was coming and they still couldn't stop it, repeating over and over and over again. I think of... Uh, you know, plays the Bears have run in their history or the Lombardi sweep, you know, you knew it was coming, but sure. nobody could
2: stop it. Sure, yeah, no, it's uh, sometimes we as coaches can think ourselves and we think it's about the plays and not the players. And, uh, and, and so when you repeat plays and you see it really is about the players. The last play, if Chase had time to set his
1: feet and throw into it. Did you feel Taylor had beat his man? Could that have been a touchdown? After well, looking at it again,
2: well, it could have been. But again, that's that's a credit to their defensive uh, um, coordinator, James Betcher. He he called a cover zero look where they were going to bring one more than than what we had. I thought Chase did a good job of stepping aside and at least giving us an opportunity to make a play or get a pass interference. And the the DB made a good play, and um, you know we 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 had an opportunity. Uh, it didn't work out for us, but. Uh, in that situation, I thought, the, I thought the guys on offense did a good job at least giving us a chance.
0: The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
3: And in the backfield, Akeem Hicks he takes the handoff and he is in for the touchdown! Touchdown Bears! Fridge revisited! Hakeem Hicks punctures the goal line Look at and the-, the Bears have the lead Akeem's got that baby
1: It's true. <laughs> no spikes, no nothing. But boy, is that fun! Back in the coaches' show with Bears head coach Matt Nagy, and the Chicago Bears Network presents Inside the Bears, brought to you by Verizon. Anthony Adams and Lawrence Creedon cover the world of Bears football on and off the field every Sunday night at 11:05 on Fox 32 Chicago, or watch anytime at ChicagoBears.com or on the Bears official app. I happen to be walking to the bus from the booth as he was walking out of the locker room to the bus, so we had a little conversation and. You know, even in defeat, he had a big grin on his face. I mean, that was that was something. And um, at one point of the broadcast, we had another situation. You know, right near the goal, give it to him again. Why not? It works.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, we we've had some fun with that the last couple of weeks. And uh, in that in that situation, I thought it was a, a great great opportunity for us to uh, to punch it in with him. And uh, I went back and watched it uh, this morning and just. <laughs> We got to work on his ball handling a little bit. He kind of reached for that ball. We got to be careful. <laughs> That's right. He yeah. didn't accept it. Nah, he, took, he it. took it. He took it. And uh, he's a tough man to tackle. So uh, I was, I was happy for him. Happy for the guys. It was a much needed touchdown at that time. And and uh, we had a little fun with it.
1: Yeah, and, and let's be clear. I mean, you're not doing this just for, uh, you know, for kicks. This, this is this is serious football. they they You're utilizing assets on your roster Roy Robertson Harris is on the field at the same time big body to block and it gives you other options moving forward to use different personnel and use the same personnel but in a different way I mean that that's the whole point of this
2: without a doubt and you know that was a big play that we needed at that time that wasn't something where we were winning by 14 or 20 points and and uh just to just to have some fun that was a much needed play and that's the one we went to and and again we we've practiced that and uh, um, you know, Akeem's done a great job at, at you know going in there and being ready too, because a lot of times guys aren't ready. So we, we made sure that he was ready for that opportunity, that situation, and he did it, and we executed it.
1: What would make them not ready? Just coming off the field and getting yeah, teach, or, teach, being coached up for something sure, else? Sure, yeah, they
2: could be watching. They could be watching the, you know looking at the video or the cut ups of, or not the cut ups, but the pictures. Of uh, the previous series, depending on how fast it is, and and so uh, our coaches did a good job on the sideline and getting them ready to come on down there. And, it, and I turned around and he was ready to go in.
1: Now, do these guys have to attend a little bit of the offensive meeting when they're involved?
2: That's some of the best times of the week, to tell you the truth, is uh, they get a little knock, knock, knock uh, every morning uh, if if it's a uh, if it's a play that they're in, and then I walk into the defensive. Uh, team team room and they all turn their heads to look at me and then i go ahead and give them numbers a number call and if their number's called they come on into the offense and then they get an applaud in the offensive meeting room and and uh and then you know depending on the play they'll either get shushed out of here and by the offensive guys and they'll tell them to leave or they'll they'll cheer them and say all right let's go so depending on the play That's but they have cool. the guys have fun with it and um they co- we, we as coaches have fun and and uh you know you want it to be productive uh, safe to say we'll probably see that guy in there again. Maybe.
1: Yeah, maybe that's for sure. Six tackles, a sack, tackle for loss, two quarterback hits, and a pass breakup. In addition, uh, the day for Akeem Hicks. I mean, we could we could talk about guys all we want, but that guy's playing at a, a very high Pro Bowl level.
2: He really is, and and we appreciate that. And uh, he's such a such a, a big guy, very athletic for how big he is. Um he's really growing as a player. I think his He's becoming really well-rounded in regards to the, the different styles of play, whether it's stopping the run, um, batting down passes, sacking the quarterback, making tackles for losses in the backfield, uh, chasing down screens. He can do it all, and and that's a big, huge, huge part of our defense and I think you can see that, especially the, the the first three plays of that goal line stand until they had that fourth down touchdown. Those first three plays, not just that team, but that whole that whole defensive line, man, they were penetrating, getting to the other side, and they made they made it really difficult. And and again, I'll keep going back to it. This is a team that just they don't just get. So many other teams will just give an easy rushing touchdown in that situation from the one yard line, and we don't do that. We the same thing happened in Miami against the Dolphins. Now, both games we ended up losing, but you pull those instances and you use that to teach it for us down the road here.
1: Uh, Hicks, in terms of Saquon Barkley, said, man, that, that kid is legit. That was his quote. He says, you feel him when you tackle him or you attempt to tackle him, and that's coming from a guy who's a monster at 336 in there. So uh, you have to. you're on the field level watching him run, and he even says every time he touches the ball – uh, I feel I can score. Yeah. And he runs that hard.
2: He does. And and it's uh he's got a ways to go before this comparison hits, but he resembles the way he runs style wise and speed wise as a Bo Jackson. And he he he's just such a a thicker body, thicker legs. His he's got tree trunks for legs. I mean they and but they're so strong and powerful. You can see him jump, you know, when he jumps in, the, you know, in the air. Uh, he can beat you with speed He, you know he can beat you with different moves and that's why he was chosen so high this year in a draft and he's a very quality type person human being and and uh um they, they you know he's a he's a heck of a player
1: some of these guys you can only bottle up for so long and you guys did overall they had nothing going really mm-hmm. yeah you know, really yeah. nothing going until he had that run right before yeah and,
2: and that's that's what he can do and that's what that's what good running backs do is uh, and, and and good rushing teams as they can go ahead and and every now and then um, pop one and and so that's what that's what he did and this isn't the first time he's done that now he's he's uh, he's been doing that all season long and we knew that and like you said I think our defense did a really good job uh, there was one or two plays I think that they want back and uh, we got to learn from it.
0: Now more of the Bears coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy on News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. WBBM shotgun snap hand off to Burke to
3: Cohen to throw to the end zone and he's caught for the touchdown Anthony Miller from Tariq Cohen and Matt Nagy pulls another trick out of his bag and an extra point away from tying it as time expires
1: yeah we, we, we get a little si- excited yeah we get a little excited uh is it weird hearing it that way yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yep. wow break down the play
2: well, it was a uh, again. We've had some plays now. Um, we call them in the incubator that uh, that we practice, and they just kind of grow. And and uh, and we feel like when we have a good opportunity to call them or run them, we will. And again, credit to the players for executing it. And they 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 covered uh, the number one option, which was Chase. And those guys made a play. I mean, 29 uh, Cohen made a, a great throw. 17. Anthony got across there and and uh, got open and then he made a I mean a heck of a throw in that situation. Uh,
1: even Cohen, you know, right after the game, we interviewed him uh, on the field. If his options are taken away, he goes, "Well, I got I got a lot of thinking to do."
2: What happens? Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that can happen when he has the ball, and he has a lot of thinking that goes on. But that, it's good thinking. So uh, those guys ad lib, and and you want the ball in your playmakers' hands and. Uh, I think you saw that there in the, in the fourth quarter. 29. Uh, Tariq was having a, a, a great fourth quarter, making a lot of plays, and he, he was almost—he uh, was in his zone. And that throw that he made to, to Anthony Miller uh, was a was a great throw. That's not an easy throw. And in that situation, on the run, the way he did that was really good. Yeah, I mean, it was right, right yeah. where anyone else could get it. So I don't know
1: if you're aware of this, but he and Jerry Rice Is that right? are the only two players to catch at least 12. For 150 yards and throw a touchdown in Wow, game. yeah. Tariq Cohen.
2: Yep, that's great.
1: 5'7", Tariq Cohen. That's it. Yeah. Yep, it doesn't great. surprise me, though. Um, <clears throat> a lot of different action, you know, with the, with laterals and reverses and whatnot. When is there a maximum time a lateral pass can actually work to success and get to a receiver? Do you... Do you run out of time ever?
2: It depends on the type of, uh, you know, reverse or lateral um, tossback, whatever you call it. Uh, I think everyone's a little bit different, and it depends where you're doing it at. Uh, there's some, some that are executed where there's a double reverse, and it happens so quick that guys don't know where the ball's at. There's others, you know, the flea flickers. You hand it off, he tosses it back, and then you see the one that the Giants ran against us. So they're all a little bit different. Uh, in terms of the snap and Cody
1: in the preseason, changed uh, at you guys uh, coaching technique. And and, and as an ex quarterback, did you ever take snaps like he does now? And how what is that like? Is there any difference in hand adjustment for quarterbacks or anything
2: different? No, there's nothing different. It's it's the same coming back. Uh, it, there's really no difference there. Um, I think yesterday. Uh, you know, when in a in a normal completely dry situation, those don't happen. And unfortunately, it was a little wet out there, and, and just the way they were, you know, coming back and just with uh, the, the the ball uh, security just wasn't there in some and of the stuff You snows. guys did practice it though. Oh, yeah. later in the week, which yep. is good. Do you, yep. you like sticking it in a bucket, or what do you do? Well, you can. And there there was the one day where it was raining, uh, so you just go ahead and practice outside in the rain and get used to that. right. looking at this game coming up, Uh,
1: obviously the top team in the NFC, you guys are in the top four of the NFC yourselves, so this is a headline matchup, it's why they moved it, Uh, so let's break it down a little bit. Um, I don't know what you're going to tell your fellas, probably save that for them. Uh, As you start the week, I mean last week it was focus, Um, I would imagine this week is don't let it get too big. I mean, because there's going to be a lot of national media coming in really for the first time where it's going to be major attention. Sure. And this may be the
2: rest of the season this way. Sure. Yeah. And and, and that's that's uh, that's a good thing. We like that. Uh, I think we we understand how to handle how we'll understand. We've been through now a couple national televised games, which is good for us. Uh, but you don't want to make this there's there's that balance of trying to say, OK, listen, we know it's an important game. It's going to be on on primetime Sunday night. And, and but th- that's fun. That's that's what you want. Um, now, how do you corral that and how do you make sure that you don't make it too big of a game? Because when you do make it too big of a game, then you don't play the game you're supposed to play. Uh, that's my job to make sure that throughout the week. Um, I send the right message to these guys so that they're prepared as best as they can be. That's our coaches' jobs to do the same thing. And then the players have to take responsibility in knowing um, that from here on out, no matter who it is that we're playing, every game is going to be the biggest game of the season from from the rest of the way here. So, um, so ultimately, nothing's changed. No, nothing's changed. Nothing's no, changed. No, nothing changed from. For us, uh, the environment's going to change, and there's going to be a feel to it, and it's going to be a home game for us, and so that part will change, but as far as how we practice, as far as how we prepare, we're not going to prepare more because it's the, the Rams uh, than we did for the New York Giants last week. That all stays the same, and, and whether it's, it's a, a Sunday night game, a Monday night game, or a Sunday game at, at 12 o'clock, it does not matter. We got to go control what we can control.
1: Aaron Donald is out of his mind at the moment. Mm-hmm. Eight and a half sacks last
2: three games. He had none and
1: one hit in his first three games. He's got 16 and a half sacks. Is he almost unstoppable at the moment?
2: The way he's playing right now is, uh, is on another level. And if you don't respect that and you don't appreciate that, uh, and, and coming from an offensive coach's perspective, you gotta, you got to know where he's at on every single play. Um, the other thing that's that's uh, relevant and important that you see with him is that he's making big plays at big times. And, and so he's always, his motor is always going. It uh, doesn't matter whether he's double teamed or triple teamed. Uh, he, he, he's still able to, to get in there and make plays. Uh, but the last several weeks now, he's been very opportunistic with, um, with with sack fumbles and turnovers. And just this past weekend, I mean, that was a close game with Detroit the whole way through until he made a play. And he made that play, got the sack fumble, and kind of flipped the game around. What do you think of their offense real quick? Well, their offense is, is really good. I think uh, Sean McVay does an amazing job of of scheming you, uh, of putting his guys in great situations. He's built a great relationship with his quarterback. His players completely trust him. They trust what he's building. They trust his scheme. They trust how things fit. Um, and when you win, it, it helps. And they're doing that. They're, they're a complete team. Uh, I really don't want it any other way. I think it's a great opportunity for us. You know, let's let's respect our opponents. Let's let them come
0: on in here to Soldier Field. Let's have a little fun. The Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Nagy and this hour featuring defensive coordinator Vic Fangio, brought to you by Whipley CBAs and consultants and sponsored by Athletico Physical Therapy, Verizon, and Miller Lite. Once again, the voice of the Bears, WBBM's Jeff Joniak.
3: Eli Manning takes the snap. Big rush by Hicks and a better rush by Floyd who hammers Eli down to the ground and that's sack number two this season for Leonard Floyd who has three steps in a big hurry to get to the quarterback. Huge sack right there.
1: last six games very active for Leonard Floyd and that was uh, a big play right after uh, another sack I think before that or after that. Vic Fangio back with us uh, and and last six games Leonard I know everyone wants to focus on the sacks but he's making a lot of progress right now.
4: definitely. I mean, the first four games, five games, you know, he played the first three games with a cast on his hand, had no use of his one hand. And to be honest with you, just a little disappointed in myself to even let him play as much as we did. But uh, he wanted to go, and he gave it a good effort. And then his first game out of the cast, he was a little hesitant to use it, you know, freely the way you need to be able to. So I don't think we've seen him play the way he's capable of until the last – like you said, five or six games. Yeah, we we did an interview with him before
1: the game, uh, leading up to the game. I should say, and he said, "Yeah, I I I felt like myself through all that time." Now, you know whether or not he's he's thinking like you're thinking. You're you're a coach, and you're you can see things differently. Um, but it seems only natural that you would be a little afraid to let it loose with that hand.
4: Yeah, I, I'm talking about the first game or so yeah. when he was out of the big cast and had a smaller protective device on it the first few games when he had the big cast on he was trying everything but it's not easy to play football with one hand
1: yeah so i am expecting a breakout rest of the season for for leonard floyd just because it just you know the steps his strides are so long he gets there in a hurry yeah you know roquan's that way in, in a different way you got guys that close quickly on your defense don't you
4: yeah those two guys that you mentioned and some others um can run And when they see it, they can go get it. All right. What is your evaluation of yesterday? Uh, Just very disappointing loss. You know, we uh, played extremely well in the first half up until the last two plays. We should never have let them get that field goal at the end of the half. And then, um, you know, we gave up the reverse pass for the touchdown. And, you know, we had a, a period there where we just didn't play as well, you know, and we had a chance to win at the end of the game and gave up that field goal, you know, after the first play run that uh, Barkley broke out of there, that we could have played a little better. And, you know, that's the way it is in the NFL. You don't get many mulligans, and um, you hopefully don't pay for your mistakes, but we did pay for ours yesterday.
1: Uh, and I just out of curiosity on the Beckham touchdown throw, uh, it, because he's so good with the ball in his hands, does it put everybody on edge a little bit? Because could somebody have hit him? Well, um, it's like everybody hesitated like they now treated him like almost like a quarterback, don't touch me type of thing. It just looked that way, I don't know.
4: Yeah, it looked that way a little bit, but I think some of it too was because he's so elusive, they were afraid to miss him. But uh, we were a little tentative at going after him there for some reason. We could have done a little better there.
1: Breakdowns have not happened often. Um, was it something they did? Uh, on the on this day, in, the, in the, to the secondary that had a few breakdowns.
4: Well, on that play, we um, you know we just vacated the middle of the field, which we shouldn't have done, and um, you know and we paid for it.
0: The Bears' coaches show with defensive coordinator Vic Bangio and WBBM's Jeff Joniak continues.
3: Shotgun Manning takes in trouble. Down he goes. Sacked down the play and brought down by Khalil Mack. Back at the 40-yard line, his ninth sack of the year. And Manning, the victim of his 400th career sack, and it's a big one on third down, and they now will punt.
1: Yeah, that was a big sack in the game. Uh, Make sure you step by the Miller Lite, Chicago Bears' ultimate tailgate to enjoy food, $5 Miller Lights, music and games for every age. Located at the Field Museum Terrace, the ultimate tailgate is free and will be open two hours before through one hour after every Bears' regular season home game. Sorry, I had a cough. I got tickle in my throat. Vic can't get rid of it. Two weeks now. Anyway, uh, the various Coaches Show rolls on as we get ready to meet the L.A. Rams. We'll talk about it with Vic here in a moment. Uh, let's just go back a little more through the game yesterday. Uh, and just in general, any particular reason why you guys have been so stingy in first half of games? It's an NFL low, 75 first-half points allowed. You're going to win a lot of games if you continue to play that kind of stingy football. I know it hasn't, you know happen in the second half necessarily, but to get that head start where you can do things a little differently in the second half defensively when you're on the lead and so forth, has that made a big difference?
4: Well, it definitely helps um, the whole team when you can hold the other team down early in the game, especially if your offense isn't clicking um, particularly on the road um, to go out there and hold the fort for everybody and um, our guys have come out ready to play most of the time.
1: What did you think of uh, the tackling yesterday when you knew going in you were going to need all eyes on Saquon Barkley?
4: You know, the tackling overall wasn't too bad, it's just that the ones we did miss came on his two of his bigger plays, so they stand out, but overall it wasn't too bad. Don't want to throw him too many bouquets, uh, you know, even after the fact
1: now, but he's going to be around a while. I heard players say, and if I'm not mistaken, that you thought he maybe looked a little bit like a Barry Sanders type of back. Um, Matt Nagy was just on earlier in our program tonight, said he reminds him of Bo Jackson. Tom Thayer says he's got a lot of tendencies and qualities of a Walter Payton, given how hard he runs the ball. Where, where do you envision him becoming one day?
4: I, I, he's a hard guy to compare to somebody because um... – he runs like a back who's 195, 200 pounds with his speed and elusiveness, but yet he's 230 pounds, so he has the power to go with that. So I really don't remember a back that combines all those qualities that he has right now.
1: You know, in a time and place when everybody only wants to talk about passing games, there's still, still a home for a great running back to lead a football team, not only last week with the Giants, but now coming up with Todd Gurley. As a defensive coordinator, Do backs scare you as much as great quarterbacks?
4: Really great backs. Oh, yeah. I mean... I don't mean to say anything scares you, but you know what I mean. The running backs are the easiest guys to get the ball to. You just have to turn and hand it off to them, or you can throw something short to them. So, if they're really that good, like these couple guys we saw yesterday and are going to see next week are, it's easy for them to get the ball in their hands, so they are a problem.
1: The goal line stand that nearly was uh, complete at the end, uh, not the end, but when um, Manning was hit and he threw to a wide open uh, Odell Beckham, the the fight and the fire and the desire, is this coming from you and your philosophy or you got just guys that are going to lay it out out there every time, every
4: snap? No, that's a reflection of the players. Um, Certainly we emphasize that, reinforce it, like it, and try and coach it, but ultimately it comes down to the players, and that's just the type of guys we have.
1: Because you know, even Matt said, you know, some teams they just they just
4: hey they're that close. They just they just give it up. You know, you guys don't give up an inch. Try not to. You know, and we've got some big guys inside, and Goldman and Hicks and the other defensive linemen, and you know, we're gonna put up a fight until they get it in.
1: Kyle Fuller's on fire too in terms of seeing the football as a as a member of the secondary. Sixth interception tie for the league lead right now. Um, we, we've talked about him several weeks now, but is he really coming in with his own right now as a as a corner, a top-flight cornerback in this league?
4: I think so. He um, he's been the beneficiary of a lot of hard work. Um, he's committed himself to being the best he can be. You know, he's come through some tough times in the last few years. Ever since he's been here, really, even his rookie year when when we weren't here. So um, it's good to see a guy come through all the adversity and reaping the benefits of a lot of good work.
0: The Bears' coaches show with head coach Matt Nagy continues exclusively on the home of the Bears, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM WBBM. Our remaining moments with Vic Fangio,
1: the Bears' defensive coordinator, as the Bears get ready to meet the LA Rams. Uh,
4: wow, they're balanced, huh? They they really are. They, um, you know, most people think their best players. Their running back been. And they, yet they throw the ball extremely well. They got two receivers that will get over a thousand yards if they're not already there. And um, Gurley's got about I don't know sixteen or seventeen hundred yards from scrimmage right now. And um, nineteen quarter-
1: touchdowns.
4: Yeah, and the quarterback's running it very efficiently, and and they do a great job. They got a great scheme. They do a great job calling it, and uh, it's a huge challenge. What's the essence of their scheme? Uh, they. They uh, make everything look the same, both run and pass. They're, I don't want to say old school, but they're under center more than any team in the league. Still, they don't go to the shotgun as much on the early downs. And they're an old-fashioned run and play-action pass, and they do a good job of making it both look the same, put the players into a uh, bind, you know, as far as determining run or pass, and and they're really good at it.
1: Because so many teams are in gun, does it make a defensive player... Is it is it unusual almost to see a guy under center that much, and does it make them stop and think for that?
4: Well, it is a little unusual just in that. You know, it's hard to believe you'd say that, but yeah. uh, there's just not as many teams spending time under center as much as they are, and um, and they're really good at it. Uh, I, I know he's not on your
1: side of the ball, but uh, do you admire the the uh, the excellence of a player like Aaron Donald?
4: Yeah, he's just such a great player. He's, and I think the thing you admire the most, besides his extraordinary talent, is he's a relentless player. And um, you're in for an all-day sucker if you got to block him, and uh, which makes him a great player, coupled with his tremendous talent.
1: Gurley versus somebody like uh, Barkley, types of player. Any comparisons, con- contrasts?
4: Um, they're similar in that they are very important to their offenses and both from a obviously carrying the football in the running game and also receiving it in the passing game. So from that standpoint, they are very similar. Um,
1: Obviously, um, Matt is using some of your defensive personnel on offense. Do you get a kick out of it, especially when they do something like Hicks yesterday?
4: Yeah, I, you know, I think it's good. You know, um, keeps things fresh, um, Brings the team together more, I believe. I'm still looking for somebody on offense that can maybe help us on defense, (laughs) but I have yet to find that guy.
1: Keep looking. Mm -hmm. I know you uncover every rock, so Mm -hmm. you can do it. Well, good good luck on uh, Sunday night. We really appreciate you coming out. Should be a fun night, a fireworks show on both sides of the ball for both teams. So good luck. You're welcome. Thank you. That's Bears defensive coordinator Vic Fangio. All right, that's going to wrap up our show tonight. Bears and Rams Sunday, four o'clock pregame, seven twenty kickoff from Soldier Field. Thanks for listening, everybody. Have a great night. This is News Radio seven eighty and one hundred five point nine FM WBBM. We'll talk to you next time.